Attention passengers! Attention passengers! This is your announcer speaking. Please buckle your seatbelts and flip open your ashtrays for another exciting season finale of... Little Miss Kate, Ward of the State, only on American Radio Broadcasting, ARB. Notice anything different this week? No, not my haircut, but thank you for noticing. We're bringing this very special episode to you live from up in the sky. That's right, this episode of Lil Miss Kate, Ward of the State, is the first children's adventure radio serial ever broadcast from 7,000 feet sky high, or 9,040 feet density altitude for all you junior birdmen out there. We loaded up ARB's finest unsecured microphones, transmitters, and unmarried engineers onto this U.S. Army L-Class blimp for a fantastical folly at 24 degrees Fahrenheit. And I'm the pilot! Can you believe it? We're not only on the air, but in the air! And it's all thanks to the fine folks at the United States military and their contract with Most Oil. Most Oil. How many is never enough? Blimps! Hey kids, has this next thing I'm going to say ever happened to you? It's the perfect Christian Sunday. The whole family is enjoying a drive to Easter service at the church house. Mom and Pop sleep soundly in the back while you keep things steady in the driver's seat. You're halfway there when, wouldn't you know it, you're out of gas. There's no station for miles. You don't want to miss your big choir solo. If only there were some way to fill the tank quickly without walking for miles. Wait, hold on, what's that behind your ear? Why? It's the most oil crude straw. Most oil. Using human lungs and a straw to suck oil out of the ground is now easier than ever. That's right. Plunge that straw into the ground and slurp until you strike oil. Brain freeze. Ha 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 ha. Do not swallow the oil. It may be delicious, but you'd be wasting valuable fuel. The most oil crude straw. Buy it. This week's world-changing and right-now-happening episode of Lil Miss Kate features our beloved returning cast of characters, those all-good, rule-following adventure seekers. Starring in alphabetical order, Champion, Deputy, Fiorello, Former, Heavyweight, Horse, Lovable, Lucinda, Mayor, New, Personal, Russell, Sheraton, Solomon, Tudor, York, World, and as always, the Goldilocks quintuplets as... Fiorello! I know what you're thinking. Isn't loading up all this radio equipment, electrical wires, and live bombs onto a hydrogen-filled aircraft dangerous? Isn't there a war of 1812-2 raging down below us? The United States and Canada in heated battle for total supremacy of the greatest lakes on Earth? No! In reality, our two countries are closer than ever after the marriage of Cynthia Roosevelt to the Sasquatch. But in the fantastical world of Lil Miss Kate, you're correct! Luckily for our heroes, a fragile Boxing Day truce has just been declared, giving them an open path over to the Vancouverian border. So close to Seattle, you can taste Seattle. Wait, I'm hooked! We take you now to their last stop on the Great Journey Home, a state-of-the-art blimp built by an oil company on military contract. Live on a blimp! Bravo, everyone! We really brought the house down at that variety theater. <laughs> and with Canada and America striking up a fragile Boxing Day truce, we're in for smooth sailing. Wee, 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 all the way home. From America's hat, Canada to Canada's hat, America. It's been quite the journey. As we cruise toward Washington State, I'm reminded of their official motto, Buy and Buy! 
by and by to the Grand Nord Blanc. Bonjour to the Grand Rouge Blanc in blue. You're right, Fiorello. I've nearly achieved my goal of getting home to New York, the place I want to go to, New York City. Everything is going to work out just fine as long as we make it to the ARB Seattle station before 5 p.m. when they take lunch. Hey, all. A realization comes over me as I read from King James's famous Bible and engage in quiet discussion with the small bird who lives in my pocket, also named Solomon. This trip has helped me figure out who I really am. It's time for a whole new me. When I get home, I'm gonna quit shuffling my feet and finally tell my ex-fiance that I love her. No more bottling it up. I'm gonna say whatever pops into my head without even thinking about it. You know, Deputy Mayor Solomon Russell, my quiet resignation at what you just said makes me think a lot about what I, the main character, learned on this whole adventure. Probably something about sharing or believing in oneself. You know, boring junk like that in between all the pirates and cowboys and stuff. What did you learn, Lucinda? The more important question, Catherine, is what else can you learn before this little trip is over? This unprecedented downtime is an opportunity to hit the books. Live in the sky for the first time ever. What a thrill. Let's start with chemistry. The limits of detonability of hydrogen and air are 18.3% to 59% by volume. Not only did you completely dodge my question in a particularly suspicious way, you completely forgot that school on the radio is boring. Our audience and sponsors deserve something gripping, like me trying out all these surplus weapons. Catherine, your anger issues are bubbling up. Remember all those lessons we had between episodes about the importance of keeping a level head? And I'll also remind any other people on board this blimp that part of ARB's deal with the military is that we don't go off script or touch any of the weapons on board. You're right, Lucinda. I'll just cool my head and do some deep breathing. (sighs) Boring. Ugh. Herons. That live bomb I just kicked went soaring straight out of the cargo hold. <laughs> Don't worry, little one. From my five-star general's cabin window, I don't see anything happening down there at all. Just a bunch of little ants getting ready to fight each other. Nothing more. <gasps> I look right next to those ants. The Canadians and Americans are picking up arms! An idiom I employ to say they're raising weapons, just like in our script! I guess it's official. We've reignited the War of 1812-2 by accidentally kicking a bomb onto a quiet battlefield. You can't play on live radio, can you folks? At least there are no frozen ice cloudbergs in the script tonight. A calm sense of relief pours over our heroic actors as they take solace in the fact that while geopolitical conflicts on a scale never before seen are re-erupting down below, there are indeed no frozen ice cloudbergs in the script tonight. We've hit an ice cloudberg! We've We've hit hit an an ice cloudberg! Live, on the radio, high in the sky, this unsinkable dirigible has hit an ice cloudberg and it's beginning to plummet out of the sky. I knew it was too icy to fly today. It's not fair, 
network promised that this football field's length blimp full of hydrogen gas would be unsinkable. You can't plan live radio, can you folks? If we don't get off this blimp, we'll go from making history to being history! And and, uh, and so... And so the gang and their faithful announcer decide to make a quick pit stop on a large open field on a nearby reactivated battlefield as their history-making blimp catches fire. This has never been done in the history of radio, folks. Uh, We go now to our on-the-ground reporter, my baby brother Nico, as this disaster unfolds. your baby brother Nico on the ground as your blimp explodes. Even worse, the Canadian army surrounds the Americans while the Americans attack them from all angles. Yes, what appears to be your burning Zeppelin rockets towards the battlefield. Tragic, brave, I'm seeing thousands of dollars of broadcasting equipment fall towards the ground below. It's awful, folks. Just awful. Spectacularly awful. It's beginning to rain as if the Lord himself has called the municipal fire department to extinguish the flames. It's, it's the rain has slacked up a little bit. It's crashing terrible. The crowd is gathered to watch the carnage. Oh my, get out of the way, please. I'm trying to watch this. It burst under flesh. Get it started. Get it started. It's fighting and it's rising. It's rising terrible. Oh my, get out of the way, please. It's burning, bursting into flames and, and it's falling on the morning fast and all the folks between us. This is terrible. This is the one of the worst catastrophes in the world. Hey, Prince Charming, you're poaching my scoop. This is still one of the worst catastrophes the world has ever seen. I'm at a loss for indecipherable words. It's smoke and it's flames now. And four figures safe on what looks like a flapping manila envelope flap the folders' wings. Each flap a prayer for safety. They're all four or five hundred feet in the sky. And it, it's a terrific escape, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, the humans in front of me. Everyone has landed safely. Blimp is toast, though. Just 100% exploded. Honest, the pieces are just laying there. A mass of smoking wreckage. And I'm first on the scene. Hey! Hey, you! You gotta help us to safety! Lady, I'm sorry. This is the story of the century, and I don't feel like it. (coughs) And so the Loomis Kate gang bravely escapes from the flaming hulk of American ingenuity. But how will they make it back to the safety of the States now that the Cold War has turned as hot as this metal beam on my chest? (coughs) Luckily, my brother runs off to find me, the announcer, remotely broadcasting amongst the wreckage of the United States Military L-Class blimp, brought to you by Most Oil. We return to Kate and the gang, wherever they are. Is everyone okay? Now, Catherine, we've been over this several times. Lucinda Sheraton doesn't do okay. I'm... <laughs> Close enough, Fiorello. Well, my blimping jacket is completely ruined. I'm going to be a laughing stock at Saratoga this summer. But luckily, I was wearing these wingtip shoes Santa brought me from Two Guys Department Store for being such a good boy back in Episode 4. If I'd been wearing my usual veal leather loafers, I'd have been a goner. Those really are some sharp shoes, Deputy Mayor Solomon Russell. I agree. Those shoes are sharp. Yup, a sharp pair of shoes. I can't stop looking at those sharp shoes. Yes, those shoes are certainly... Sharp. While we were distracted by Deputy Mayor Solomon Russell's extremely fashionable footwear, a maniac assassin covered in knives has snuck up from behind and is now stabbing him in the foot. This is awful. He's really going to town on Solomon's shoes. 
Oh, if only there was something we could do to stop this. This assassin just keeps plunging his knife into Solomon over and over. Ouch! I'm getting stabbed in the foot over and over. It's really painful. It hurts so much. Ow, 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 ow! Turn your gaze, Catherine. This looks extremely painful. If only someone would stop this senseless act of violence. Oh, I am but helpless to watch as my guardian, Deputy Mayor Solomon Russell, is grievously injured. Please, Mr. Assassin, who are you? I'm Butterkay Anife, secret weapon of the Canadian Armed Forces. I've been sent here to take out the United States secret weapon, the one they've codenamed Little Miss Kate, Ward of the State. Since it's obviously this middle-aged man, I can now leave the two of you alive, as is the gentlemanly thing to do. I'm also insane. Goodbye. Backflip, backflip, backflip. Unky Russell! Unky Russell! You can't die! You'll lose your insurance! Kate? Kate, is that you? I can't see anything. I've been stabbed in the foot. Yes, Unky Russell, it's me. You are going to be okay. Soon, we'll be back in New York City. We'll visit your favorite statue. The Statue of Liberty. Remember? Kate, my young ward of the state, don't cry. It's Unky Russell's time to talk now. Don't worry about me. I'll be okay. Happy, even. Picture me on a farm upstate, bleeding out of my foot until I die. I don't have any regrets. I was deputy mayor. I went on tons of adventures. Took countless bribes. I even made a call or two on the telephone. But I'll never forget the good times, which were all of them. Oh, don't cry. This is all a part of God's plan. A psychotic Canadian assassin comes for us all. And when that day comes for you, I'll see you again. And I'll say my classic piece of advice. The one I'm about to tell you now as I have my death epiphany. Life. (laughs) Life is... Goodbye. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) No, Okay, Russell. No. (laughs) Why? Children, I hate to tell you this, but your favorite fictional character, Deputy Mayor Solomon Russell, is dead. He was stabbed over and over again in the foot. That's what killed him. Little Miss Kate, Lucinda Sheraton, and Fiorello share a moment of grief, the kind I'd imagine my close friends and co-workers would share if I were to die here in this slowly collapsing remains of this blimp. Luckily, my brother should be here any moment now. But before Solomon's surviving heirs can open his sealed will, a black Lincoln town car pulls up beside them. The door opens, revealing a nondescript human in a well-tailored nondescript <laughs> suit. Excuse me, are you Little Miss Kate, ward of the state? So, what if I am? Can't you see we're having a moment of well-drawn emotional connection here? I apologize for interrupting your sitting shiva. I'm Asian nice guy. Great to meet you, but we already have representation. I'm not that kind of agent, little lady. Fine. Then what kind of agent are you? 
That's classified. Agent Nice Guy! We meet in person at last! I, uh, um, uh, we, we meet now, for, for the first time! Wait, Lucinda, you know this mysterious stranger? Yes! I, I mean, no! I mean, I, uh, uh... The time for secrets is over, former heavyweight champion of the world and secret government agent Lucinda Sheridan. Except, of course, for all the secrets that I cannot reveal today. Secrets? But that's impossible. Lucinda has always been truthful and forthcoming about her mysterious past that I know nothing about. Because I never asked. Because I don't care. That's not exactly true, Catherine. The truth is... I'm an undercover agent for the government, and Agent Nice Guy blackmailed me into working for them in exchange for clearing my name from my secret past that may or may not involve my one true love, Helen Mildred. You're right to gasp, Fiorello. This is shocking. It's time to deliver the MacGuffin file. Take your GD file! (laughs) Finally! I'm free of all secrets and no one resents me for it! Hey, now that I think back, I think I've seen that file before. In Lucinda's hands, throughout this entire adventure. What's in it, anyway? The truth about the MacGuffin file? It's simple. Let me just open it. The true contents of the MacGuffin file are... nothing. This envelope is just filled with a small flashlight and this humming noisemaker. So I've been keeping this thing out of harm's way for nothing? That's right. It's a classic U.S. intelligence goof-em-up. The idea was, if you brought us that file, you'd bring us our true weapon. Little Miss Kate. Little Miss... Me? Correct. Agent Sheridan's true mission has been to turn you into a weapon of mass destruction that could finally defeat our enemies once and for all. We identified that your unique combination of bloodlust and lack of morals could do very well in the war effort as soon as we could make a war happen. Catherine, don't listen to them. Yes, they asked me to teach you to kill. But as we got to know each other, I saw that you could be more than that. You can be your own person. Lucinda, I can't believe this. I wanted to tell you. I I wanted to... I just... You were holding out on me this whole time? Of course I want to learn how to be a weapon. Why do we spend so much time on math and junk? But, Catherine... I never want to see you again. Even if it's in my darkest moment and I need help from someone, anyone, I never want to see your face again. Never, ever, ever. (laughs) Okay, Fiorello, she can still come to your dissertation defense, but she doesn't get a plus one. Agent Sheridan, or should I say former Agent Sheridan, your crimes are cleared and you're relieved of duty. Use a free bus ticket back to the mysterious Middle West. I can see that I can't change your mind. But, Catherine, remember, you're not just the state's ward. You're mine, too. And you're more than just a gun. Life, life is, goodbye. 
finally! Jeez, she was playing to the balcony, right? <laughs> anyway, when do I get to kill? We're not ready to reveal your existence yet. Once that genie is out of the flare gun, there's no putting it back. In the meantime, we're sending you to the front lines as a medic. A horseback medic? Well, hopefully I'll get to trample someone, too. Bringing Fiorella with you? I would have never thought of that. Guess Sheridan taught you something about tactics after all. Can they- <coughs> Could this be? The fellowship has been broken. The world looks dark for Lil Miss Kate. Almost as dark as this smoke-filled recording studio slash cockpit I've yet to escape from. As Lil Miss Kate begins her tour of duty, our eyes turn heavenward. To heaven! Where Deputy Mayor... <coughs> Heaven toilets are just delightful. At least, I assume I'm in heaven. After all, I was rich. But I seem to just be in a waiting room. Like some sort of purgatory. Well, I'll be. I must be in heaven. There's a telephone. Hello? St. Peter? No, you must have the wrong number. This is Deputy Mayor Solomon Russell. Oh, you're St. Peter! <laughs> I am so sorry to hear that. May you rest in peace. Oh, I'm dead too? Wow. That is something you should tell someone in person. While we're talking... Oh, no, that's all right. You go first. I forgot what I was going to say. I hear you loud and clear, St. Peter. You're telling me I get to make one more phone call, eh? Before I die forever? Hmm. Who will I call? Well, I could call the mayor of New York and let him know I won't be in tomorrow. But why start now, you know? I could call the Yale Junior Club and let him know I won't be in tomorrow. Or I could even call my young ward of the state, Little Miss Kate, and tell her I won't be in tomorrow. Hmm. No, not them. Hmm. Do I call her? Telling someone you have been stabbed in the foot to death is something you do in person. But then again, she is my ex-fiancée. Do I call her? As Solomon makes the most important phone call related decision of his life, Lil Miss Kate and Fiorello begin their new lives as brave, heroic battlefield medics, saving the weak and slightly less heroic injured troops on the Abbotsford killing fields. Think she'll have time to detour and save her favorite ah her favorite uh think she'll have time to detour and save her favorite radio announcer from the oxygen starved cockpit slash recording booth he's currently <coughs> stuck in. But don't worry, folks. I'm sure my baby brother Nico will be here any moment. Oh, it hurts. Hang on, Private. Just hang on. We need a medic over here. Leave me, Sarge. I'm a goner. Ugh. We don't take kindly to quitters in the American Army Corps. You're going to be just fine. Where's that damn medic? Easy, Fiorello. 
I'm here. Where's the patient? He took a bullet during the last advance. Let me take a look. Uh, uh, uh. It looks like a clean entry, but I'm going to have to perform triage here. Help me get him onto the stretcher. Uh, uh. What's your name, Private? Private Innocent, ma'am. Private Timmy Innocent from Buffalo, New York. Buffalo? You ever been to Niagara Falls? Huh? Just a personal joke, Private. You're gonna be okay. I'm little Miss Kate, ward of the state. Here, bite down this corn cob breathing apparatus. Oh! Ow! That stings! But what's a cherry little girl like you doing on the front lines? It's a long story, Private. Seems like we've got time. All right. I'll tell you my story. But just remember, I didn't want any of this to happen. It all started when the announcer said... Mom and Dad. Do you mind accompanying me on the piano? Of course. Take it away, Fiorello. to the theater and see it for themselves. You don't say. My new film and name names. Mm, That shouldn't be a problem. No, it shouldn't. After all, I have nothing to fear. (laughs) Little Miss Kate and the gang climb the steps to the revolving door, unaware of the dangers that lie within. Dangers that spell adventure. If I knew now what I knew then, I would never have gone inside that godforsaken hotel. But we all make our choices. Lucinda made hers when she made her final deal with the feds. And Solomon, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. But enough about me. How are you feeling, Private? Private? He's gone. Another innocent loss. A senseless war. In a way, it's very poetic. And it's all my fault. I wonder what the announcer would say in a situation like this. Probably something like, tune in next week for an all-new Little Miss Kate, Word of the State. Stay tuned for three hours of farm information. Must be nice. Come on, Mirella. Agent Nice Guy, haven't seen you in weeks. Come to pay your respects? No time, Agent Ward of the State. The U.S. Intelligence Agency will have a moment of silence for all the nobodies who won our freedom at the conclusion of this war. Right now... We have a mission for you. I'm all ears. Do you remember a psychopathic knife assassin named Butter K. Anife? As if I'd ever forget the man who killed my beloved Unky Russell. Good. Because we don't have time to tell you about him again. He's been sighted on the battlefield. Let me at him! These past three months of schlepping bodies off of a battlefield has given me an unquenchable bloodlust for my enemies, even beyond the bloodlust I felt when I was just your average everyday ward of the state. Great to hear it. He's right over there, stabbing the entire 6th Cavalry. Stab! Stab! Yeah! Stab! 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 Yeah! That fiend! Fiorello, stay here. 
this one, it's personal. Little Miss Kate unsheaths the Cincinnati Slugger, Pinewood Baseball Bat Santa Broader, in episode four, courtesy of the sports department at Two Guys Department Store, the leaf store at Die Poly, but her candy face, she's... <laughs> Eggs! <laughs> oh my god, so smoky in here. <laughs> Little Miss Kate is struggling. She's not winning this war single-handedly in an uncomplicated manner. It's very un-American. I have no choice but to activate her secret code mentally implanted by Lucinda Sheridan using Middle Western psychic arts. Frosty. Baseball. Louisiana. Washboard. Paperboy. Apple pie. What's happening to me? My skin is turning to tin. My hands are werewolfing out. My brain is the same. Describe what's going on. Uh. Little Miss Kate is growing into some sort of giant robotic creature made of solid American tin turning her from ward of the state into big missile gray. Her health is increased by three times and her power level is off the charts. The Canadian assassin is now on backflip, but uh, unfortunately they're a master backflipper and are now jumping all over the place. Do you have the gist of it? The guy's uniform is just covered in knives and they're swinging all around. Pun, pun, pun. Stab, stab, stab. Pun, pun, pun. Stab! 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 Pun! 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 Stab! 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 Power failing. Pin systems overload. Cuteness engines offline. Is this the end of Lil Miss Kate? While my robotic voice may lead some to believe that I have no emotions, I am actually quite sad that I will never get to see Deputy Mayor Solomon Russell again. Apologize to my former tutor, Lucinda Sheridan, and see the opening night of Fiorello's latest piece of inflammatory downtown theater. Goodbye, everyone. Powering down now. Life. Life is goodbye. Not if I have anything to say about it! Agent Sheridan? What are you doing here? I'm done playing your little war games, Agent Nice Guy! I refuse to lose my two T to the clutches of the federal government! If you interfere, you can forget about your record being cleared. You'll be on the run for the rest of your life for your very specific crimes that we don't have time to get into right now. That's where you're wrong! You may think you're in control, but I have the power! Ka-chow! What the? A Two Guys brand emergency fuse kit? That's right. 
The one I got from Santa for being such a good girl this year. And now, I'm gonna prove it by using it to supercharge Catherine's robotic body! Ultra Mega Punch! <laughs> she did it. She defeated that kooky, knife-wielding Canadian, accomplishing very little in the grand scheme of the war. But what a battle. Look! All the metal bits are falling off of Catherine! She's returning to normal size! Catherine? Please wake up! I'm sorry I lied to you! I'm sorry you've spent your childhood in a secret weapon development program! You deserve the life of a normal child star! Parties, extreme responsibility, dependent elders... Lucinda... Catherine! You're alive! Chemistry is a gas. Yes! Yes, it is! It's also a lot of fun. It is, Catherine! Oh, I'm so glad you're all right. I'm so sorry for lying to you. You truly have a gift for wanton acts of violence, and it was wrong of me to pretend otherwise. From now on, I'm going to teach you how to become the next heavyweight champion of the world. How's that sound? Thanks. Lucinda, you'll always have a place in my little robot heart. Isn't there something else you want to say to me? Maybe something apology-related? Sure. You got any more of those fuses? I'm starving! <laughs> well, I'm glad everything worked out. What do you say we head back to the commissary and arrest both of you for insubordination? Stamp! Great Detroit Tiger! Butter Kay Anife rose from the dead and stabbed Agent Nice Guy! I guess it's no more Agent Nice Guy. <laughs> Catherine, you've really been on a roll today. I just wanted to say thank you both so much for having me. I had a great time working with you both, and I think we found a lot of cool stuff. Hopefully, our paths cross again soon in heaven, which is where I'm going now that I am dead. Thanks. Heaven? Why, that makes me think of my Unky Russell, who is up in heaven right now because he is dead. Oh. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo-hoo. Oh, I'm so sad. Fiorello, please, can you answer that phone? I'm having my big emotional moment. This could win me the Shirley Temple Award for Excellence in Cutie Patootie Acting. It's for me. Fine. Hand it over. Go for Kate. Kate! It's Unky Russell! How the H are ya? <laughs> Deputy Mayor Solomon Russell? Uh, but how? You're dead! I'm standing right next to your corpse right now. Sorry, we haven't buried it yet. We, I've had a lot on my plate. <laughs> That's all right, my young ward of the state. They gave me one phone call before I leave this plane of existence forever. And so these past few months, I was thinking, who should I call? Obviously, I started dialing the number of my beloved, estranged ex-fiancé, Upper West Side Ingenue, Patricia Rosenstein. 
That's really interesting, Deputy Mayor Solomon Russell. Hey, do you want to talk to Lucinda? I've, uh, I got somewhere to be. Don't hand me that phone, Catherine. Oh, but then I realized, if I get to talk to one more non-angel person, it would always be my young, legally mandated daughter. I want you to know how proud I am of you, and how much I'm going to miss you in the eternal nirvana that is the Lord's bosom. Aw, I'll miss you too, Unky Russell. Well, I'd better get going. There's a man with a large knife waiting for the phone. Oh, and Kate? Yes? Don't forget my favorite Bible verse. It's the one with the flare gun. Goodbye forever! The Bible verse with the flare gun? That doesn't sound familiar. And I memorized the Bible, like all good Americans should. Except for all the parts that we should ignore. Check that corpse's pockets, Fiorello. Maybe there's a secret clue we're missing. Here's that Bible Solomon has been carrying around since the Canadian Grand Prix Hotel. Let's just open it up. Why, there's a full-size flare gun hidden in the pages of the Lord's Word! Good news for us. Maybe we can signal someone to come and pick us up off this battlefield. Wait a second. That's no flare. There's just some sort of mysterious smoke coming out of the barrel. And look! It's coalescing into some sort of mysterious figure! <laughs> You're right, Fiorello. It looks just like... Santa! Ho, ho, ho. That's right, I'm back. Ho, ho, ho. The festivities continue. Have we all wrapped up this war here? No! Ho, ho, ho. Wonderful. Now, as you've all been very good boys and girls for freeing me from my prison within the flare gun, I'll give you three wishes. Just remember, they're coming out of next year's presents. Ho, ho, ho. Wow! Three whole wishes! I don't even know where to begin. There's so many products I want. Well, here's what I'd recommend. I noticed that three-month-old corpse next to you. If you'd like, I could bring him back from the dead. That's not against the rules. Wow, you mean I could have my Unky Russell back? Okay, put me down for one of those. Ho, ho, ho! Even though I was finally at peace, I'd trade it all away for another incredible adventure with you. Which seems to have happened. What do you think, Bird Solomon? Oh, I guess he didn't make it. You still have two wishes, ho ho ho. You know, when you can choose anything, the mind just goes blank. What do you suggest, old man Christmas? It's Santa. And as a fan of peace on Earth, I'd wish for an end to this vile war. Is everyone okay with that? Yeah, let him have that one. Wow, just one more wish left. Gee, I wish we were back home in New York City. We could brainstorm what our third wish could be from the comfort of my office. Ho, ho, ho! We're being scooped up onto Santa's sleigh. Everyone, hang on! Whoa! Whoa! Ho, ho, ho! Look at that! We're back in the good old U.S. of A. 
New York City, to be exact. Solomon, you dolt! You used up our last wish! Don't worry, Lucinda. I have an idea. I wish I hadn't done that. You're out of wishes, buddy. Looks like someone's on the naughty list this year. See you in July. Goodbye, Goodbye Santa! Santa! Well, even though it wasn't the rocking horse I was going to wish for, I'm glad we're finally back in New York City. We're home! And everything is just the same as when we left. Now, to turn around and see what's going on outside our window. Hey, I'm marching here. Can't a lady celebrate being elected deputy mayor of New York City anymore? Once I enact my anarchist, communist, collectivist agenda, this city and its former deputy mayor and his family and horse will finally get what's coming to them. Or else. Oh, no! Solomon's ex-fiancee, Upper West Side ingenue Patricia Rosenstein, has taken over the city! We're public enemy number one! That's right, Kate. Public enemy number one big happy family. (laughs) (laughs) There you have it, folks. Another incredible adventure draws to a close. As for me, I feel refreshed and ready to go. Go away from this destroyed blimp. After all, I just woke up from an oxygen-deprived nap, and I feel great. Baby brother Nico, if you're out there, tell Ma I'm going to be late for Sunday dinner. After all, I'll be waited with bated breath for the next episode of Loomis Kate, Ward of the State. Coming up next, another predictable adventure of the Pinocchio as he meets the Mantis Men of Mercury and teaches them how to shoot a gun, followed by three hours of farm information. Farming is not fun. Not everything is about fun. Lomas Kate, Ward of the State, is written and created by Seth Finkelstein and Teddy Dinner. Mixed and produced by Liam Sr. Featuring the vocal talents of Lizzie Fury, Josh Nasser, Anna Rock, Samantha Friend, E. Dunleavy, Colin Gossel, David Bloodbend, Seth Finkelstein, and Teddy Dinner. Our artwork is by Roxy V. You can find her work at at Big Huge Frog. Like what you hear? Leave us a tip at ko-fi.com slash Kate. Check us out on social media at Pod, or just search Kate Ward of the State on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>